Young Guns bringing the word. We've got Mikey Hussain and Dan Russell who are going to be bringing the word. And so without further ado, I'm going to invite Mikey who's going to kick us off this morning. Come on, give him a huge hand as he comes. Bless him. Bless him. You guys can grab your seats. Um, thanks team, you guys did incredible. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to my man Jesse. This is his first, I actually don't think it's your first time playing drums at church. I think we've done a summer camp thing before, but this is like the start of big things. <laughs> Jesse, um, Jesse plays at youth. You've been, I think Jesse's been playing at youth for maybe like two years now and um, like put me out of a job, so that's awesome. Um, like it really is. <laughs> um, and yeah, been, we've been doing lessons for like, f- we figured out five years earlier, hey, crazy. Um, so yeah, it's awesome to see the younger generation coming through and stepping up. Um, yeah, and we decided to wear our drummers' outfits today, so yes, accidental matching. But yeah, so I'm going to jump straight into it and um, share a really quick video that sort of is just a little bit of a, a bit of a sum up and a little bit of just, you know, something that represents kind of my life really big. So um, yeah, let's check that out and then we'll be back with you. Hey, how's it going? My name is Mikey, and I'm in my third year. This is my Take Courage story. Some of you would know that I've battled with a medical condition all my life. So about when I was five or six months old, um, my parents took me to the doctors, and I was diagnosed with a severe case of um, eczema. Eczema is an atopic dermatitis, where patches of skin become rough, they become inflamed, they cause blisters, and itching and bleeding. As a kid, this meant lots of different treatments and ways of coping. This looked like hospital visits, having to bandage up my arms and legs so I didn't scratch. Lots of medication, steroid creams, antibiotics, anything that might have a chance of calming my skin. It meant I couldn't sit on the carpet at school. It meant I couldn't swim in chlorine pools. It meant the salt in the ocean would sting my skin and I couldn't sleep at night because I'd always be scratching. And I still have it today. Over the years, it's had its ups and downs. Doctors told me I would grow out of it at 16, and I'm now 20. This far on, I've absolutely had times where I've questioned my faith, and I've asked God, why haven't I been healed yet? But one thing that has always happened is when I'm playing music and when I'm worshiping God, I begin to completely forget about my condition. I believe, I believe that God has given me the gift of music for that very purpose. I don't think it's an accident at all that my pain happens to disappear when I play. Um, um, last week, I managed to have the amazing opportunity to go on the trip with college to Indonesia and the humid and the, the climate there, um, my skin was really struggling and, you know, 32 degrees sleeping conditions, like, it's not ideal, definitely, but um, whenever we had our worship nights, I wouldn't notice my skin at all, it's like as if, as if I didn't have it. And I still believe that God is my healer and that... It's not his will for me to suffer. But it's through him that I can use my gift to give him all the glory and all the honor. Thanks. 
Awesome. Um, that video means quite a lot to me because it sort of is the best example I can give in three and a half minutes of basically my life in a nutshell. Um, you know, I've always believed that music and that worship and that the gifts that God gives us are not there to just, you know, just for us to have fun with over this lifetime. They're there to actually glorify and to lift up God and to give him all the praise. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of share that and just sort of shape this message a little bit more. And um, I've always kind of used that as a way to go back and be like, this is, you know, this is who I am. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to jump straight into it. Um, I'm going to read a scripture from 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, verses 16 to 18. Um, this is in the message version. And it says, be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. Um, I love how it says, be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Um, So if you want a title for this message, I kind of, when I first wrote it for a youth thing, it was titled Highlands and the Heartache. Um, And it's sort of morphed a little bit from them. But my my first main point is that we need to praise him in the high times. Um, This seems pretty easy, hey. You know, like it's pretty simple for us to go, oh, you know, life's great. Life's awesome. I'm going to praise God. You know, this is the one that we maybe don't spend as much time thinking about because it just comes so naturally. Um, And I think that's awesome. You know, a part of our worship, part of our praise is to praise him when things are awesome, praise him when things are good. Um, But also when it comes to these types of things, it's like you have to be a little bit careful sometimes, hey, that you don't get into being a bit complacent and don't get stuck with being like, oh, you know, maybe maybe today I can fit God in. Maybe this morning because, you know, I don't have much stuff on my schedule. Now I can pray. Now I can read my Bible or do my devotion. Um, you know, it's one of those things that we can easily get caught up in and we can go, oh, you know, it's just a, it's an afterthought because we've kind of had everything else sorted already. Um, I sort of spoke in in that video about, the awesome trip I got to go to um, to Indonesia in 2018. Yeah, um, that, that video feels like so long ago as well. Like it's so so funny. What I was watching it back for um, for when I was putting this message together, and I was like, oh, I wish I could go back and do it again because <laughs> I was not up for speaking or anything then. And like they asked me the day before. Pretty, yeah, they pretty much asked me the day before. That was kind of stressful. So yeah, that's why I'm a little bit shaky and like, what am I doing up here? But um, you know. I'm much more comfortable on the kit, but that's okay. <laughs> so on, on that, I was thinking about our trip to Indonesia. We got to go and be a part of the Hillsong College missions and ministry trip. And basically what it is, it was like a trip where we kind of do a bit of outreach and try to gather interest for people to come to college. And as part of that, we do these worship nights. And we got to play for about two hours and do worship and with a few thousand people there. Um, and that was an incredible blessing. And for me... That was my comfort zone. That was where I felt confident, where I knew that I've been practicing, you know, my whole life. I've been in church playing drums for this, you know, for these types of moments. That was something where I was like, uh, like, I know that this is going to have purpose. I know that this is going to be valuable. Um, And, you know, when we got to do that, it was so easy to just thank God for it because I could see it happening right in front of me, you know. It was so easy to praise God because I knew that, I could see evidence of people in front of me encountering Jesus and, you know, having a relationship with him for the first time maybe. Um, And that what we were doing, 
and what we got to be a part of wasn't a wasted experience. It was something that was actually guided by God and guided by his spirit. Um, so that sort of time for me, it was like, man, this is awesome. I can see exactly what's happening, and I'm going to give God praise for it. Um, in those high times, it was so easy for me to praise him. Um, but on the counter of that, we obviously need to praise him in the low times as well. And this one is not as easy. <laughs> this is one that we probably struggle with the most, I'd say, as Christians, you know. And even just like, I'm sure like people in general just get busy and find it hard to focus time on their families and find, find it hard to focus on, you know, keeping themselves a priority. And just busy times like that, especially with God, we, we can find it sometimes easy to go, like to just leave him completely by the wayside and not even have a thought about it. Um, you, you might have known that I, around that time actually as well, I was going through a situation with um, my eyes and I developed, within the span of about four to six months, I developed really severe cataract in my left eye. So basically in that time, um, within the first half of the year, I went pretty much blind in my left eye um, with the cloudiness and cataract is like proteins, they just like fill your eye and pretty much just cover your vision. Um, so my, my vision was gone for a little bit, and because of that, my, um, um, my eye became, like, lazy because I wasn't using it. Like, it was, there's no stimulation, nothing for it to look at. Um, same as what would happen is if you, like, stopped using your arm for, two, for a few months or something. It had kind of stopped working. Um, and that time was, like, really interesting for me you would, you would think that would be like a low time and you'd think that would be somewhere where I would question my faith in that. But um, I was lucky enough to have incredibly close friends around me and incredible people that were praying for me all the time. Um, and it was one of those things where I don't know where it came from, but naturally I was able to have a peace about that situation. And I think it's because, one, because my friends were handing my situation to God and praying for it. And as well that I was able to do that as well, that I was able to go, God, I know you're, you're not done with me through this. You're not going to make me suffer through some eye condition for the rest of my life, but, you know, it's going to be all good. You've got it. Um, and, you know, maybe that was so that I could share this today. Who knows? But um, I actually felt quite confident in that time to say, it's good. You know, God's in control. There's nothing that I can really stress too much about because I know God's got it and he's done it in the past and he's going to do it again. Um, yeah. So I wanted to read it from another scripture, um, 1 Chronicles 16, 23 to 27. It says, Sing to God everyone and everything. Get out his salvation news every day. Publish his glory among the godless nations, his wonders to all races and religions. And Why? Because God is great, well worth praising. No god or goddess comes close in honour. All the popular gods are stuff and nonsense. But God made the cosmos. Splendour and majesty flow out of him. Strength and joy fill his place. Um, That's just such a powerful example of praise, you know, and worship and honour and glory. Um, And imagine trying to praise God in times like that when you're really not sure what, you know, What's, you don't know what's up and down. You like you kind of feel like you've been left out. Um, imagine trying to go to God. Um, God, you own the cosmos. You know, splendor and majesty flow out of Him. Strength and joy fill His place. You know, imagine trying to do that when you're going through a hard 
medical situation or anything like that. It's not something we automatically jump to. Um, But even though we have, you know, maybe a hard time going through this, that's actually how we're called to praise him. Um, I love how it says, and why? Because God is great and well worth praising. I love that because it's like God's greatness hasn't changed because I'm going through a hardship. God's greatness hasn't gone anywhere. God is no less powerful because I'm going through like, you know, a family situation. Um, He's great all the time, no matter what, and that has never changed. Um, And that's our sole reason. It says, and why? That's our sole reason to praise him. Um, In kind of wrapping up, I want to read from 1 Peter 5, verses 8 to 11. And the title of this section says, he gets the last word. Um, It says this, Keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world, so keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. Um, and there's two kind of things I wanted to pull from that that tie in with my points a little bit. The first sort of sentence says, keep a cool head, and it says, stay alert. Um, and I think those can kind of apply to our two sort of parts of life, when things are good, when things are bad. When things are, um, it says, keep a cool head. When things are low, when we're not going through, when we are going through something that is like a challenging or something like that, um, it says keep a cool head, you know. We can rely on God's strength. We can rely on the fact that if we give it to him and if we give him the power to take over that situation, we can keep a cool head, you know. We can be confident that we can, you know, throw, cast our anxieties onto him and that we can just make it through that season that he's not done with us. And then the second thing is it says stay alert. Stay alert is when we're in the good times, you know, um, and not getting complacent. Um, We need to know that, like, staying alert is so important when things are going good because of how easy it is to just get distracted and just think that you're all, you know, fine and dandy and it's all sorted. But God's still ready to do something in those moments as well. He's ready to, you know, take your daily situation at work and, you know, use you to breathe into into someone's world and, like, encourage them, whatever that is. You know, you could be having the best day at work and completely forget that God actually wants to use you in that moment. Um, So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to encourage us to live a life of constant praise and sacrifice towards him. And, you know, we can just watch what he's going to do with that. Whether it's a high or low time, whether it's, you know, kind of in the middle, whether you just feel lukewarm, we still want to always live with that constant form of praise. Um, You know, glorifying God you know, being thankful that he did make the cosmos, that he is great. Um, keeping that in the front and centre of our minds in every season, I think, is going to be something that will really bless us. And, you know, I can't wait to see what our church is going to, how our church is going to grow and what God is going to do with us if we have that mindset. And even just in your own life, you know, I pray that's something that you can work towards and, you know, like have in the front of your mind daily. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of me. So I'm going to hand it over to Dan. Hello. Hey, there I am. Awesome. How good was that? Can we thank Mikey one more time? So good. 
You know, often in life, and sometimes like Mikey was talking about, between those highs and lows, I feel like, particularly in our faith journey sometimes, we can see an expectation or a vision of ourself or who God's calling us to be, and we recognize that we're not there yet or we can't make it to that point. I want to encourage you this morning that there's a way in which we can achieve what God's calling us to do and who God's calling us to be. But sometimes it takes a lot of effort and progress and time, and that's okay. Oftentimes we make progress every day, but we don't recognize it or realize it. And so I want to encourage you this morning that you are making progress. God is working. God is making a way. He's shaping you into who he's calling you to be. He's working in and through your life to achieve glory for his name and to bring people into the kingdom with him again. And so I want to share this scripture and a few points to you this morning. But you know what? Growing up, I, um, I used to love Lego. I don't know if anyone else here likes Lego. Uh, it's pretty cool. You know what? There was this Lego bus kit that I wanted. It was like a soccer team bus. I was like, that's pretty dope. I, I want that. Um, but I was like six and I was like, I can't buy that. I don't have money for that. How am I going to do this? My dad was like, tell you what, there's this thing we have called lay-by. I was like, what's lay-by? Well, if you can't afford the whole thing now, you can just put down a little bit right now and then come back next week, put down a little bit, and eventually over time you'll pay it off. And I was like, this sounds like a great idea. Whoever invented this is a genius. And so I went up to the dude and I was like, hey, I want to lay by this bus, this Lego soccer bus. And he was like, cool. So I gave him like $5. I was like six, so I didn't have much money. Um, and so then next week comes, I go back into the shop, put down another amount. And over time, what happens when you lay by something is you end up paying it off. And then you get the product or the goods or service that you wanted in the first place. You know, sometimes in our life, we want to buy the thing instantly. We see this level, this vision, this expectation of ourselves, and we go, I want that now. But we can't, and we recognize that we can't achieve it. And so sometimes the way to get it is just by progress payments. Progress payments in our life, just doing a little bit at a time, a little bit this day, a little bit tomorrow. And over time, we'll get there. We can relax. You know, there's this story in Philippians 3.12.21. If you have your Bible, feel free to turn it on. It says this. I don't mean... Oh, I know. I work with youth. At, youth, it's all phones. It's Bible. Woo! Philippians 3.12.21 says this. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters... I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. But we must hold on to the progress we have already made. You know what, I want to encourage you, hold on to that progress you've already made. You know, Mikey shared his testimony with us this morning, and it's amazing to see what God has done in and through his life. And I'm sure you have a testimony in your life as well. And sometimes this might be it, just the progress of where you once were to where you are now and what God's done in and through your life. So I want to give you a few things kind of on this topic and how we can make progress and mature in our faith and our belief in Jesus. The first is this. We look back to the past, not to stay there, but to be spurred on. You know, Mikey shared that testimony, but if he ever only stayed in that moment, that situation, that circumstance, we wouldn't be inspired. We wouldn't be encouraged here today from it. 
it wouldn't have happened. But we looked back and Mikey took us back to his past to encourage us and spur us on into the future of our lives and what God's doing in our lives. And so we look back not to stay, but to be spurred on. You know, if you drive a car, um, there's these two little glass pieces that you have, or three really. There's one up in the front centre here and one on either side outside of the car. Um, If you're missing one of them, please come see me. I might help you out Um, because they are important. But what they're for is it's a revision mirror in your side mirrors. And what they're for is a quick glance back into the past. So you can see that things behind you are moving further and further away. And if they aren't, um, we will get your car serviced so it works properly. Because we should always be moving forward in our life. God's called us heavenward. That means it's before us, and so we have to work and progress further and further, and so the things in our past should be getting further away. But we look back to remember them, to encourage us to keep going forward. You know, if you spend too long looking in the revision mirror, you're in trouble. Um, I'm just going to tell you that. They reckon just have a quick glance and keep going ahead. And in our lives, oftentimes we have to do that. Have a quick glance back, look at the testimony, remember what God's done, but keep pressing on forward to what God's calling to you next. And so we look back not to stay, but to be spurred on. You know, the second thing is this. In our life, when we do see that vision, that goal, or that calling that God has placed for us individually, uniquely, that he's designed for us, oftentimes we can go, okay, so that's what he's doing, so this is where I am. So to get from where I am here to where I need to be over there, I've got to do all these things. And so often we start to strive in our flesh, in our humanity. We strive, we start doing the works. I've got to do these works to get to where God's calling me. But I believe and I want to encourage you that it's not about striving to do all these things, but it's about steering in the direction that God's given us. We don't have to strive in our life and in our faith, but we allow God to steer us with His Word, His truth, His grace, His comfort, His confidence, His boldness, the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives. And as we come to him day by day, making those little steering adjustments, we're heading in the right direction. We're not trying to put a heavy weight on the acceleration pedal and rev up the engine and fly towards it. But day by day, we're steadily moving towards where God's called us. We're not striving to find our identity. We're not striving to do all the works. We're just steering in the direction with momentum to where God's called us. You know, you might be sitting here asking, well, that's awesome. How do I do that? How do I not strive in my flesh, in my humanity, but how do I just steer to where God's calling me? I want to encourage you that it's by spending time with God, in worship, in reading His Word, in praying, in walking outside and looking at creation and looking at what God's done, looking at His majesty and His glory. The other thing is this, that the Bible tells us that God wants to renew our minds in Him. And this is one of the greatest ways we can steer in the direction of where God's calling us and not strive, is we allow him to renew our mind. Romans 12 puts it this way. It says, Don't copy the behaviours and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so it's not about exerting ourselves, but it's submitting ourselves under God day by day and going, God, what do you want me to do today? God, what's on your heart? God, provide me with an opportunity. God, speak to me. Give me your word. Give me your truth today. God, would you go before me? Will you go with me? Will you go behind me today? God, I submit my life to you. How do I live for you today? And it's by submitting under him and being obedient to him and his will day by day that we begin to steer and allow him to renew our minds. 
change the way we think. So therefore, we're not striving in our flesh, but we're walking and being steered by the Holy Spirit. It's allowing Him to do a work in us. You know what? The last thing I want to encourage you with is this. It's not about our perfection or perfection that we might see or dream up of or think of. It's not about trying to be perfect for a highlight reel on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. But it's just about making that progress day by day. You know, the Bible talks about us maturing in our faith, going in our knowledge and understanding of Jesus. And that takes time. You know, often in church circles or churches, we talk about the fruit. Oh, the fruit. Today I feel like a passion fruit. No, I'm joking. It's not passion fruit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And we often talk about the fruit of the Spirit and go, I've got to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. A lemon, a strawberry, passion fruit. <laughs> I'm joking. But sometimes we focus on the fruit so much we focus on that end product. We focus on the perfection of what it could look like rather than the progress to get there. I want to encourage you that maybe and submit the idea to you that maybe it's not so much focusing on the fruit, but it's focusing on the root. You know, where your roots are planted in Christ, in his word, in his truth, in his love, in who he's calling you to be, in what is placed on your life, in your relationship with Jesus, abiding in him. You know what, the progress of our roots going deeper in God and our relationship with Him will grow up something stronger that will provide more fruit for others to be seen. I want to encourage you not to focus on the fruit of your life, but the root of your life. You know, if you plant a tree or do gardening, you'll know that it takes time for a tree to fully grow. And this is like our lives as well. And so why do we try and rush it all the time and reach that level when we understand that concept of it taking time? takes time, takes water, takes nutrients. But as you add all those components together, it grows. The roots grow deeper. When winds and rains and storms come, it's strong and it holds firm. And this is our life. This is our faith as well. When we come to God and our roots are going deeper in Him, in His Word, when we abide in Him, when situations and circumstances come, we can remain faithful to who He's called us to be. Not because we were looking at the fruit, but we were looking at the root and where we're planted. You know, that takes time and it's not beautiful. It's not amazing. You don't see the product, but you see the strength over seasons and time. You see the faithfulness of God working in and through your life. And it draws other people to ask why your life's so different when those times come. And it's a moment where you can share a testimony when they do come and ask. And it's not beautiful, but I want to encourage you with this as well, that while you're waiting, while you are submitting yourself to him day by day, he's working. It might not always look like it. You can't see the roots growing. You can't see what's happening under the soil. You can't see it in the moment, but you can look back on it and see what happened all those years where the roots went deep and now you are seeing the reward and the fruits of your life come out and other people are seeing it and experiencing it as well. You know, our life, our faith isn't just to be a moment of presentation and of knowing all about God but doing nothing. It's not about reaching this level of perfection and then just putting it on Instagram. It's not meant to be a faith of, I guess, just knowing and being perfect, but it's meant to be of demonstration as well. Demonstration takes time putting it into practice. It takes time opening the Word, praying, worshipping, not just the quick highlight reel, but the practice of day by day I want to encourage you with this real quickly as we wrap up 
yeah, it does take time. But while you're waiting, God's working. He's working His Holy Spirit in and through your life. He's growing something deep within you, not yet seen, but will one day be seen by others. In your workplace, when you leave and you go into the business, the marketplace, sporting teams, community, people will see the root and the fruit of your life because of the day by day coming to Him and submitting to Him, His Word, His truth, what He's speaking over you. And so I really just want to encourage you today not to look at the perfection or the end goal and feel so overwhelmed by it, but relax and know that it's okay, that it'll take time, but God's still working in and through your life. He's there. He always has been. You know, maybe it's like that lay-by item that you're looking at and you're putting on lay-by, but maybe it's a more human experience or a more moral kind of purchase. You're looking at, maybe it's a bill. Has anyone gotten a big bill that you couldn't pay and so you've had to do progress payments? Everyone looks straight ahead and don't want to identify as that. But maybe in our humanity, it's that big bill that we can't pay up front. Maybe it's sin. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's brokenness, hurt. You know what? The greatest thing is God didn't ask us to even do progress payments on that. He didn't ask us or expect us to pay it. He came down. He paid it for us. He said, you know what, I know you can't cover this and there's no, I don't want you to have to strive to pay for it. I've got it all covered for you. All I ask is just for a simple relationship with you, that we can know each other and that you can make my name known to others as well. And so I wonder this morning if you could close your eyes and bow your heads with me and I'd love to pray for you. And maybe you're sitting here and you are thinking of that big bill of your life and looking back at everything on there, the sin, the guilt, the shame, the pain, the hurt, the brokenness, the hard times, those seasons that you couldn't control. And maybe you're going, hey, I need this Jesus guy, this guy that said he's going to pay for it all, he's going to cover it all. You know, Romans 10 says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. And so right now is an opportunity where we can believe in our heart and confess. And if you're that person going, hey, I need this relationship with Jesus. I need to make some progress moving in the right direction and allowing Him to control and steer my life, allowing Him to speak and work in and through me. I'd ask you to just to raise your hand just as a sign for yourself to know, going, yeah, I need this God. I need a relationship with Him. Not just for the fact that He paid all those bills for me, but the fact that He wants a relationship with me. The fact that He wants me to have a life and life more abundantly in and through Him just invite you to raise your hand to open up that relationship with him God thank you that you're good thank you that you love each and every single one of us thank you that you have a plan you have a purpose for us thank you that we don't have to strive anymore when we come into a relationship with you and so God right now we open our hearts again we open up that line of communication we ask that you'd speak to us that you'd work in us you'd allow your Holy Spirit to Speak to those empty spaces and fill them with your love, your grace, your mercy. God, right now, in those things that we look at in our lives that we want to achieve or want to strive towards, we ask that you would give us peace, give us comfort. God, that day by day, coming and submitting to you, we can achieve all you've called us to do. God, right now, we ask that you would renew our minds, change the way we think into who you're calling us to be. God, we pray right now for a revelation of what you speak over us, that we are sons and daughters of the King. God, right now we ask for a revelation that we are a masterpiece in you, that we don't have to strive to be anything because you've already called us a masterpiece. 
You've already created us and said it is good. So God, right now we ask that you'd reveal yourself to us, reveal your love, your grace, your mercy, your calling on our lives. That you didn't give us the Spirit, Holy Spirit for peace, comfort, confidence, courage, boldness to step out and know that it's okay to be who we are. Know that it's okay to become who you're calling us to be, step by step. That it's not a big jump, but it's day by day. God, help us to submit to you, to your will, to your goodness, to your faithfulness each and every day. God, we love you. We give you all the glory. Amen. You know, church, I want to encourage you real quickly as well as we wrap up and the team's going to lead us in a song. I want to encourage you. Maybe you looked back at last year and maybe it's not even last year, but the rest of your life and there's been hard seasons. Well, oftentimes to move forward in life, we've got to let go of some of the things of the past. And so maybe as the team lead us in this next song of worship, if that's you, I want to encourage you that maybe this is a time to reflect and start to let go of those things of the past. As we move into 2021, it's going to be a great year ahead, but we can't accomplish all God's called us to in 2021 if we're holding on to things of 2020 and past. And so as the team lead us, I want to encourage you and invite you to stand with us, worship God, but maybe do some business with God and letting go of those things and starting to ask for a revelation and guidance into those things of the future. So come on, why don't we stand and worship together?